Hey, this is Joe Caminetti Jr. Welcome to the BC Podcast. We hope it inspires you and helps you in your journey with Jesus. Enjoy the message. It's been a fun series. We're taking a look at four caves in the Bible, and we're looking at them, of course, metaphorically. And the first cave we called the Cave of Character it was in Gedi, uh, and David ran into it. And David would have never fulfilled his destiny if he didn't go into this cave. And uh, it was in this cave where God developed him. Remember, God develops us in the dark. But then David was being chased by Saul. Saul's trying to kill him. He's running for his life. He's exhausted. He wants to quit. He just wants to throw in the towel. He's not king yet. And he jumps into the cave of comfort, which was Adullam. And that's where God energized him and gave him strength to keep going. A very strong man, but sometimes we just wear out, right? And then last week, we looked at Elijah. He was already a prophet, already doing great things for God, but he had this thing called fear come on him, and he had to go into the cave at Mount Sinai slash Horeb, and he had to run into that cave, and if he didn't, he would have quit the ministry. He would have quit and never fulfilled his purpose. So whatever your purpose is, there's times when you have to deal with fear. This weekend, we have the privilege of dealing with our fourth cave, This is a really unique cave. This is a specialized cave. I love this cave. Moses went into this cave. This is a cave you can go into anytime that you want. The other caves, you go in them when you need them. This is a cave you can hop in anytime. And I wanna open up with a story. I'm sure most of you can relate with this story. Um, When I was a new Christian, the first five years of my Christianity, I jumped right in. I was at church every time the doors opened, so back then it was Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, and I just was in church all the time. I was volunteering, that gave me that sense of purpose, like, you know, I I felt like I was fulfilling something that God created me to do, but I wasn't seeing transformational change. And so I could fall into sin so quick and just stumble over here, stumble over there. I could become angry and lose my temper. I I could gossip like crazy at the drop of a hat. And I'm just wondering why aren't I growing? I'm listening to messages, but I just wasn't seeing that growth and I was hungry for that growth. And then to make it worse, I would run into people that were spiritual. And at first I really resented them like, I don't even like you because I I couldn't get them to talk about people. And they just seemed to be so spiritual and they made me realize how unspiritual I was. And then I began to desire, like, God, how can I become like them? And that's when I learned about this cave. I call it the cave of connection. And it literally changed my life. And I'm still going in there all the time. And we're going to have a blast as we talk about this cave. And here's my big idea. This is what I want you to walk out understanding more clearly than ever. It goes like this. God changes us when he's alone with us. Now, God changes us when we're in worship like we were today. He changes us when you're hearing teaching. But the most incredible transformational change takes place when he's alone with us. God changes us when he's alone with us. Now, some of you already figured this out. Oh, no, Pastor Joe's going to talk about having a devotional life. And, and, and I, I'm, not, I'm not ashamed to say I, I talk about this four times a year at least. That's how important it is. So I want to encourage you, if, if this whole subject is awkward to you, like I don't know how to do that, I, I can't find time to do it, I want to encourage you, 
Do not allow this to become white noise right now. Shh. Don't start thinking about where am I going to eat after service? And who's going to win the Duke Michigan State game? That type of thing. Just focus, focus. There's a treasure that God wants to give you right now. It will change your life forever. As a matter of fact, I was in my personal cave of connection Thursday, and, and it's not real complicated. I worshiped a little. I, I, I read my Bible. Well, I didn't read my Bible yet. I had prayed, and I was just sitting there, and God spoke to me, and, and we'll talk about how that happens, not here, but in here, and he gave me something to tell you this weekend, and I'll tell you in a little bit. And then Friday, I'm just doing the same thing in my cave a little bit. I worshiped, I, I prayed, and then God gave me something else. So I'll share those two things with you. Uh, I, I believe they're gonna engage you and change you forever when, when I get down to those things. But guys, here's, here's the deal. God changes us when he's alone with us. And Moses learned this, and it all started, it all began with a desire. And here's the desire, Ezekiel 33:18. Then Moses said, now please show me your glory, God. I wanna see your glory. And this word glory is a fascinating word. I looked it up in tons of translations. And you know, every translation I looked it up in, um, they changed some words around it, but they use, everyone uses the word glory. They never change out the word glory. And I knew a little bit about it. I know what it means. To, if you were to take the literal definition of this Hebrew word glory, it literally means weightiness or heaviness. So you know why they're not gonna translate it literally, right? Can you imagine? And then Moses said, now, please show me your heaviness, God. I could see God saying, are you saying I'm fat, Moses? What's going on here, man? Don't talk to me like that. Uh, it just doesn't make sense when you translate it literally. So they all keep the word glory. But Hebrew words paint pictures. And the picture that this word paints is a real cool picture. It just paints a picture of God showing up, his presence showing up. And when he shows up, the weight or the atmosphere becomes weighty. It becomes heavy. It's just like God shows up. Sometimes in a message, you'll just sense that Pastor Joe always does a decent job, but something's, God, God's showing up here. Something's being said that's changing my life at a higher level. It's just God showing up, and here's all it means. He reveals himself to us in a greater way. And so when Moses said, show me your glory, here's all he's saying. God, I've been hanging out with you for a while. I saw you bring the 10 plagues. That was pretty cool. I saw you split the Red Sea. You're giving me all these instructions for a tabernacle, but I feel like I hardly know you. And he's just saying, I, I wanna see more of you. I wanna understand more of you. And this is a heart's prayer all of us can pray. So God tells him how to do it. Listen to verse 21, Exodus 33. There's a place near me where you may stand on a rock, this is Mount Sinai, verse 22 and 23. When my glory passes that place, when I, when I manifest myself, I will put you in a large crack in a rock. This is why I say this is so unique. God didn't want them in a big cave, guys, because this is a place that is just you and God. It's just you and God. And so he found this big crack. He said, I'm gonna put you in there. I call it the personal cave. It's just a personal cave just for you in God, we may call it prayer closet, whatever you wanna call it, it's just for one person. And listen to what God says. And I'll cover you with my hand until I have passed by. Then I will take away my hand and you will see my back, but my face must not be seen. And there's a whole lesson in that. But 
at that point, once all that happens, then he's going to go on and reveal himself. So he's telling them this is what will happen, and it's going to be absolutely amazing. But then he gives them some other instructions, and I want you to listen to this. It hasn't happened yet. He's going to do it coming up. Exodus 34, 1. The Lord said to Moses, cut two more stone tablets like the first two, and I will write the same words on them that were on the first two stones, that's the Ten Commandments, which you broke. So the first time he came back, they're worshiping a golden cow, and Moses broke them. So God says, we're, we're going to rewrite those. I want you to bring them up. And this is really important. you know why? God doesn't write on stones anymore. He doesn't write on stones. And, and God talked about this. He talks about it in the Old Testament, New Testament. But, but here's where he writes, your heart is God's new tablet. He literally wants to write on our hearts. All that means is he wants to take what's out in the book, the Bible, and literally imprint it onto our hearts where it just becomes part of us. And that's why Hebrews 10, 16 says this. Listen, guys, this is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, says the Lord. After those days is what we're living in after Jesus was raised from the dead. This is our new covenant. Listen to what he wants to do in your life. I will imprint my laws upon their heart. No longer out here. I'm going to write them in here now. And on their mind, I will inscribe them producing an inward change. I call that transformation. That's what I was longing for. So I think it's very symbolic that he says, bring the tablets up because that's when God begins to write on our hearts. So let's take a look. This is really cool. Uh, verse 2, back to ex Exodus 34 now. He says, be ready tomorrow morning and then come up on Mount Sinai. Stand before me on the top of the mountain. And that's when God's going to put him in the cave of connection. Verse 3, no one may come with you or even be seen any place on the mountain. Not even the flocks or herds may eat grass near the mountain. In other words, what he's saying is, this is a cave just for you. This is a time just for you. It's not a two-person cave, a three-person cave. Thank God for our connect groups. They're absolutely amazing. And a lot, of, a lot of change and growth comes in them. But God says, I want you to also jump into this little mini cave where it's just you and I. And I think it's interesting. He said, I don't even want any animals up there. So think about it. If you have a cat or a dog, think about it. If you have one of those cats that want to sit on your lap, we used to have one tiger. He'd sit on my lap, and then he would lick you with his tongue, and that, it always freaked me out, the sandpaper tongue of a cat. You know, it's like, that's weird. And, and, uh, and then he would always push his head in, 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 into my arm, or, and he'd want me to pet him. And so when I had devotional times, I had to get in a room where Tiger wasn't in the room, you know. Then we had a dog that seemed like he wanted petted 24 hours a day. And he'd come up, pet me, pet me, pet me, pet me. It reminds me of that bacon commercial with the dogs. Bacon, 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 bacon. And it's just, he just wanted petted all the time. So I have to go in a different room to get away from him because he just wanted constant attention. And here's all God's saying. I want you to find a place where you won't be interrupted. So for me, um, I just get up early enough to where no one's texting yet and, uh, and no one's sending emails, no one's calling. So I, I'm not interrupted and I just get into a quiet, we don't have any pets right now. So I get into a quiet place, wherever it is, it can be in an open room for me because it's just Gene and I. And I just, I just make sure nothing's there to interrupt me. Sometimes I have to do it later in the day and I'll tell Gina, I'll say, I'm gonna put my phone on airplane mode because I'm a little ADD. As soon as I see something, I have to look. I, 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 if I hear a noise, I have to see what it is. 
And, and uh, I tell her, so if there's an emergency, you can interrupt me, but they can call your cell. I'm just gonna shut mine off so I don't have interruption. And that's what God's trying to say to Moses. Find a place where you won't be interrupted. And then he goes on and he says this, verse five. Or it says, then the Lord came down in, a, in the cloud and stood there with Moses, and the Lord called out his name, the Lord, capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. There's a whole series in the name of God. It's really powerful. We won't touch it today, but listen to verse six. The Lord passed in front of Moses and said, now here's the glory, here's the big reveal. It's not weird, but listen to what God said. I am the Lord. The Lord is a God who shows mercy. So Moses only saw you know, the plague side of God. He says, no, I'm a God that shows mercy, who is kind, who doesn't become angry quickly, who has great love and faithfulness. So all that's happening is God's making himself real in an area that Moses didn't understand them. That's what happens in the cave of connection. That's what glory is. God just showing up, making himself real. We'll talk about the two things that he'll do as we progress in this lesson. But can I show you the, re the result? Verse eight says, Moses quickly bowed to the ground and worshiped. In other words, God showed up and you know it and God made something real. God opened your eyes up to something. And it's just where you're just in awe of God. I can't believe you did that. That's gonna change my life forever. And that's the moment he had. But I think this is interesting, verse 29. Then Moses came down from Mount Sinai, carrying the two stone tablets of the agreement, the 10 commandments, in his hands. But he did not know that his face was shining because he had talked with the Lord. And this is all symbolism, guys. His face literally was like turning a flashlight on or uh, a spotlight. It literally had light illuminating from it because he was in the very face-to-face -face presence of God, so to speak. And it so freaked the children of Israel out that they told him, put a blanket on him, Moses. This is freaking us out. So Moses, when he talked to them after coming down, he had to put a blanket on his face to cover it. Now, you and I are not gonna have glowing faces where light's illuminating from us. It's never gonna happen because we're never gonna have God actually come in our room literally. And, and that's, it ha that's what have, that would have to happen for us to glow like that. That's never going to happen for you and I. But listen, guys, it all happens inside of us now. And it's transformation in here. And we begin to change in here. And people, when we run into them, they're not gonna tell us to put a blanket on it. They're gonna be like, wow, that's not the Joe I knew a year ago. Well, that Joe's really changed. And it just all happens as you hang out in the cave of connection. It's where God really begins to transform us. Here's a New Testament sister verse, 2 Corinthians 3.18. It says, and we all with unveiled face, we no longer have to have a blanket on. It says, continually, seeing as in a mirror the glory of the Lord. And I love the phrase, as in a mirror, because you know, we're not literally face to face. God can't be seen. And so it's a little murky sometimes. It's not as clear as it was for Moses, but God's revealing himself, and it's all happening in here. It goes on to say, and are progressively being transformed into his image from one degree of glory to even more glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. God changes us when he's alone with us. And it's not weird, but I had this phrase come to me. I didn't receive this in my cave, but it's a cool phrase. I wanna read it to you. Then I wanna talk to you about some things God spoke to my heart for you. But it goes like this. The cave you fear to enter holds the treasure 
you seek. And some of you are afraid of this cave. And it's the very cave that has a treasure in it. It's a treasure that might answer a directional problem in your life. It's a treasure that might set you free and change you forever. And some of you are afraid of this cave. So Thursday morning, as I said, I'm in my cave of connection. And, and then God spoke to my heart. And here's what he said to me. He said, tell the people that all I need them to do is just come into the cave one day a week. Some of you are overwhelmed, like, I can't do that three days a week. I can't do that five days a week. Where am I going to get time? I can't do it. I can't do it. God just spoke to me. He said, tell the people, just begin with one day. And I'll change them so radically in that one day, as they just give me one day, that they'll want to keep jumping back into this cave as often as they can. Just one day. But here's the other thing he told me. And this was Friday in my cave of connection. Just spoke to my heart. He said, tell the people this weekend, TCI, Borman, Warren, tell the people this weekend that some of them feel really awkward. And it's just awkward to you going into this cave. It's a really awkward thing. And you're like, I don't know, man. It's just, I try to read, but I don't understand. I try to pray, but I don't know what to pray. I try to worship, but it's really hard. And it's just awkward for you. And I understand awkward. Um, being alone and quiet with God was very awkward to me. Um, I love to talk to guys that like to fish. I want to like to fish. But I can't sit still that long. Just sitting still that long drives me insane. Now, I could probably fly fish, you know, because you're getting to do something. You can't, but I can't just sit in a boat and just fit. It's like, what am I going to do? This is insane. And, and, and if a guy like me can get into a prayer closet and hang out with God, anybody can. As a matter of fact, it's equal to raising someone from the dead. That's how big of a miracle it is that I can go and sit. And you feel awkward, and here's what God told me to tell you. If you feel awkward, I want you to know that I'm gonna reward you just for making the effort. If you feel like nothing's happening, I'm gonna reward you for just making the effort. And the awkwardness will go away as you just jump in there. Even if it's one day a week, God, or guys, God wants you to know this cave has a treasure in it for you. So here's a true story. Uh, this was one of our board members. Uh, they now live in Florida, they moved. But years ago, they built a home. They wanted us to come see their home. So Gina and I went for dinner. And, and, and uh, after dinner, uh, the wife took Gina on a tour, you know, so you know, they went to the bedrooms first and all this. And, 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 and the husband took me on a tour. We went to the garage first, right? And he showed me the garage. And then he showed me a room above the garage. And then we went into the basement. He showed me his cement uh, walls and, as opposed to block walls. And, and we're just talking about the power coming in and the boxes and all this. And then he takes me to this little room. And this smile comes on his face. I, I mean, he was just so excited. And he says, Pastor, Pastor, this is my prayer closet. And he goes, I get up every morning. Now, this guy's a, a businessman, guys. So he's a guy's guy. You wouldn't expect this from this guy. Tough guy, grew up in Youngstown, played football for, I don't want to get this wrong, I think it was Mooney. If you get Mooney and Ursuline wrong, you're in trouble in Youngstown. I think it was Mooney. Um, and, and just a guy's guy, right? And he says, every morning I wake up, I make a curd coffee. I get my Bible. And he's smiling. He says, I sit right here, Pastor. I read my Bible a little. I pray a little. I worship with a worship song. 
And then he said, guess what, this morning, this, just this morning, I was reading this verse and God opened my eyes up to this and he was just telling me how God spoke to him. And guys, he found a treasure. There's a treasure for you that God wants you to find. So I wanna just share two things with you uh, that are just gonna help your life immensely. Here's number one, ready? You just have to go to your cave, just go. Make it one day a week if you have to, but just go. My, my kids, when they were young, we, you know, we disciplined our children. And when all else failed, which happened often, um, we said, all right, you gotta go to your room and have a quiet time. That was our final thing. And they hated their room because there was no computer there. There, they, there was no video games, um, no TV. It was just a bed, a desk, and some books. And they dreaded it. If you said, go to your room, you think, you were telling them you were going to torture them, right? So go to your room. And no, they didn't want to go. So one night, Gina's dealing with one of our dear children, and it just came to the room, and she says, that's it, go to your room. And they just threw a fit. I don't want to go to my room, I don't want to go to my room, I don't want to go to my room. And I just said, I said, hey, hey, hold it, hold on. They probably thought I was going to discipline them daddy style. I said, hold on, hold on, hold on. I looked at Gina, I said, can I go to my room? <laughs> because I'd like that right about now. And they just were so confused, my child. They're like, you like your, oh, are you kidding? Peace and quiet? Yeah, I love my room. It's awesome. I'll grab a book, I'll read. It will be awesome. And it kind of calmed them down and they went into the room. Here's the question. Are you gonna be like my kids when we discipline them, where you think the room's a terrible place, or are you gonna be like us adult parents that say, I wanna go to my room and I'd like to go there every night and have some peace and quiet, right? That, that's what this cave is like. You just go to the cave. And, and here's a sister verse. Remember Moses said, show me your glory. Here's a sister verse in the New Testament, James 4, 8. And when you draw close to God, God will grow, draw close to you. Here's all the Bible's saying. If you just give God a little time, get in your cave, he's gonna make himself real to you. It's, it's the most amazing thing on planet Earth, and he will do it. And I love to talk to people and watch people's lives being transformed as a, a result of this. So, guys, here, here's how simple it is. We're all different, so you're gonna do it different than I do. But I just try to have some Bible reading time. I like to play a worship song or two and worship God. And then I pray. I use my remodel prayer cards. That really helps me. I have them memorized, so I just go through them, you know. And I just pray for you guys. I say, Father, I'm praying for everyone that calls believers their home church, TCI, Borman, Warren, anyone that calls us their home church. And I just go through and I pray my heart out for you. I pray for personal things sometimes. And then I just always sit a little bit because you can't do that at church, right? I just sit and this is where I'm alone with God. And then I, I just let God, allow God to speak to me. And it's the most amazing thing. He doesn't always say something. But man, does, does he give you some nuggets, some treasures that are amazing sometimes? So here, here's, here's my second point. You and I just need to listen to God in, in, in our cave. Just, just listen to him. So, so God speaks to us two different ways, through the Bible and the Holy Spirit. So let's, let's just take a look at through the Bible. He will speak to you as you read the Bible. And here's why, guys. It's happening now, but it will happen deeper in your prayer closet. Hebrews 4.12 says this, for we have the living word of God, which is full of energy, and it pierces more sharply than a two-edged sword. See how it's getting, your heart's the tablet, it's going in there and 
inscribing, it's writing, it's changing you, it's transforming you. The second half of the verse says, it will even penetrate the very core of your being where soul and spirit, bone and marrow meet. It goes deep, it transforms us deep. And then I like this, it interprets and reveals true thoughts and secret motives of our hearts. In other words, a lot of times God will deal with me, he'll say, Joe, do you see what that says? You're not doing it. Let's, let's get with the program, Joe. Let's, let's put this into practice. It's just a really cool time with God. He speaks to us through the scriptures and they're alive and they change us and they write on our hearts. Here's the second thought. God speaks through the Holy Spirit. And you heard me say, and, and I, I think all of you can agree, I am not a weird person, right? I'm not weird. This isn't weird. I've, I've gotten around weird Christians in, in 40 years that I've been a Christian, and some of them just freak me out. They're just really weird. Uh, and, and all I mean by that is they're too super, super in a cloud spiritual. That just freaks me out. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the fact that God is alive, he is real, and he speaks to guys, even like me. I'm just a guy's guy. I can't wait to watch Duke beat Michigan State today. I mean, I'm just a guy's guy. That's just who I am, normal guy. But God will speak to you. So, so listen to this, John 16, 13. But when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. That's the Holy Spirit. This is Jesus speaking. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears. I like that. So the spirit of God will just speak to you. Sometimes he'll just illuminate something you heard or you read, he'll speak something that you need to hear, he'll encourage you, he'll comfort you, he'll just speak to you. And it's absolutely amazing. It's not these ears, it's, it's just in here. He will speak to you. And I'm telling you, God's a living God, and that's what I love about Christianity, that's what I love about God. Our God is alive, and our God put the Holy Spirit in us. The Holy Spirit is as much God as Jesus, God the Son. He's as much God as God the Father. And this is an interactive relationship, and there's nothing like it on all the planet. God will speak to us if we just jump in that cave. And he'll speak to us throughout the day too. If we, you get in your cave regularly, he'll, he'll just speak to you all the time. But, but listen to this. And he will tell you what is yet to come. And he can do this in a big way, you know, the prophecies of the Bible that were written. But he does it in a personal way too. He's never gonna speak something to you that's contrary to the Bible. He's not gonna speak to you and have you rewrite a scripture or write a new book of the Bible. But isn't it cool just that he can give us some direction? Sometimes I just need a word from heaven. And I really believe the words he gave me Thursday and Friday, I really believe they, they have helped and set some people free. And it's just that fresh, living God, it's absolutely amazing. And I just wanna encourage you to jump more often into the cave of connection. And for some of you, if it's the first time, once a week, how cool is that? But guys, I love to do this. I get excited about it. God wants to have a relationship with us. We can hang out with him in the cave of connection personally. Just, he so loves you, just you and him. Can we just take a minute, TCI Borman Warren, can we give it up and just say thank you, God, that you love us, that we can have a relationship with you. Oh, thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Let's bow our heads, let's close our eyes, let's pray. For some of you, you're still thinking, this is awkward, I don't know if I can do it. And I want you to know I've been praying for you. And I just want you to make a commitment right now. Just say, God, I'm gonna jump in one time this week. 
And even if it's awkward, God will, God will bless you just because you did it and it will become less awkward. Just make a commitment right now. Lord, I'm gonna, I'm gonna find a, a notch in my day, a niche, and I'm going to do this very thing. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. I'm convinced God's speaking to people right now. He's dealing with hearts right now, maybe in other areas even, but he's dealing with you right now. He's ministering to you right now. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Let's allow God to do that. Maybe you walked in today. And when you walked in, you weren't sure of your eternity. Maybe you grew up a Christian. Maybe you've been water baptized as a baby and adult. But you're just not sure if you were to die, if you'd go to heaven or hell. You're not sure if you really know God. Maybe you don't even believe God exists. Maybe you're somewhere in between. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. I want you to listen to me. Jesus died for you. He died for the sins of the whole world, including yours. God raised him up out of the grave. Jesus is alive. And he said, whoever calls on my name, I will save them. That's called the good news in the Bible. It's absolutely amazing. And God asked people like you and I, he said, just throw that out there, share it. There's power in it. There's power to save people, convert their lives and make them into Christians. So heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Jesus said, if you call on my name, I will save you. He said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to God unless they come through me. And I believe he's tugging on some hearts right now. It's your day. It's your time to pray and make Jesus your Savior. So heads are bowed, eyes are closed. If, if you're listening and you say, hey, I believe that. I'm ready to pray and accept him. Would you pray with me right now? And just pray from your heart. The rest of us, can we help them pray? Let's pray loud enough so they hear us pray the prayer with them. And just say this with me, TCI Borman Warren. Just go ahead and say this. Say, Father... I realize I was born a sinner and I need a savior. And this day, I look to Jesus. Jesus, I believe you died for my sins. God raised you up from the grave. That you're alive. This day, I accept you as my savior. I acknowledge your God the Son, and I make a decision to follow you. Amen. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Listen, if you prayed that prayer, miracles happen. You may not have felt anything, but God washed your sins away. God gave you the gift of eternal life. It's absolutely amazing. You know what else is happening? The Bible teaches us that right now all of heaven is celebrating. If one person on planet Earth prays that prayer, gives their heart to Jesus. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast. There are a couple things I'd love for you to do. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. That helps us spread the word and impact more people. You can also help us see others connected to God by investing today at believers.cc give. And if you want updates on all things Believers Church, check out believers.cc or follow us at A City Connected on Twitter and Instagram or search Believers The Connecting Place on Facebook. The best way to connect with BC is live and in person at one of our weekend worship experiences. We have locations in Boardman and Warren, and you can get the service times and plan your visit at believers.cc. Thanks for tuning in to the BC Podcast.